making a good impression on people is what Mary Griffith does, folks. Jason Fink is my guest today. I just said his name 10 minutes ago, and then I forgot it. But, no, he's here, and he is my new hero because he is a fox from Rooney School, the principal fox at Rooney School, and he is here today on a day when he could have had the whole day off. What were you doing before you came to the Mary Griffith Show? Oh, I was up early. Uh, yeah, well, you drinking, didn't know. Drinking, drinking you some didn't, coffee. You didn't know that school was going to be canceled until, what, 5 o'clock? That's when my husband got the call. Yeah, about 5 o'clock. Yeah, 5 yeah. o'clock, the phone went off, and I said, oh, good. He can drive me to work. <laughs> so, well, now that we've got the whole day, and it's a beautiful day like today. One thing I want to ask you, and, and this may be more policy than you want to get into, but, you know, that's never stopped me before. Why do we have snow days anymore? We've got remote learning now. Why in the world couldn't kids just get onto some kind of Zoom conference and have school today? Why do we need a snow day? We know we have the technology to learn remotely. Yeah, I think some school districts do um, do remote learning or e-learning days. Um, Quincy, we, we still have quite a few students, though, that don't have that Internet access. We, we saw that during COVID when we had uh, at-home learning and remote learning for some of our students. Um, a lot of our students do, um, but some still don't, I think. Yeah, and even though it's a very small percentage, you couldn't leave them out because that wouldn't be right. That's not what a public school is about. The other thing, why not just go old school? I've thought about this for years. Why not have a little packet of information that's age-appropriate for every grade, maybe a little book that they have to read and answer some questions. It could be, you know, multi-curricular math, science, you know, a geography thing. Why not have a little assignment packet that they would be given and they could take home at the beginning of school year, and on a snow day, they were expected to do that amount of work. It wouldn't have to be a six-hour day, but it would be, you know, they could write a little essay or do something that was age-appropriate for them. Why don't we do something like that? Why do we have a snow day? Well, I think first, just trying to keep kids safe and staff safe. Um, I think but some I mean, teachers, they'd be at home. They'd be at home. Doing yeah, doing those, packet. doing those packets at home. So I think we want to make activities that are beneficial for kids and not just necessarily busy work. And I'm, I'm a little old school. I remember when I was a kid, like kids, I think still have opportunity to have some time off from school and enjoy that snow day um, i'm going sledding today baby i'm not right. reading your little that's packet right. well the other thing is too you know um i mean obviously learning with other people in person is best that's correct so you know what if you had 20 snow days did we have recently poor lewis county something happened over there they just kept getting hit and hit and hit and they finally had so many days that they missed school that they had to appeal to the state of Missouri to say, we'll be here till July if you don't, you know, forgive some of this. And that just can't be made up. There's nothing like in-classroom learning. Agree. 100% agree. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about what's happening at Rooney School. Uh, your little uh, mascot is the fox. All of the school districts try to have equivalent uh, percentage of poor children, equivalent ethnic diversity, equivalent socioeconomic diversity. Uh, you try not to uh, put, you know, all the smart kids together, all the dumb kids together, you know, whatever. So you're trying to make each little five thing as close to each other as possible. But then there are wonderful things that happen individually at each school and school pride. So what are some of the things that are happening at Rooney School? Well, one of the things that we're really excited about this year is that we've implemented Ron Clark House Systems at Rooney Elementary. Um, So we were 
lucky enough with the Tracy School uh, Foundation uh, that I was last spring during spring break, I was able to take about uh, 20 of my teachers to Atlanta, Georgia, and we visited uh, Ron Clark's school there. Um, teachers came back really excited and really energized to uh, implement uh, the Ron Clark House system. So. We, we've spent a lot of time this year um, working on that. Uh, we You're going to have to explain that, I think, to our listeners. Yeah. I saw a demonstration of this at the last school board meeting. I don't know if it was Rooney, but one uh, school came, and I, it might have been Lincoln uh, Douglas, yeah, uh, came and talked about their houses. And houses are just a way to break students down instead of by grade level. They break them down into small groups, mm-hmm. basically uh, first grade through fifth grade. So you have multiple age levels, but they... It's just like your little family, your right. little house. You're you're a smaller subset of the bigger school. So what what we did when we reorganized the the elementary schools, the schools are large. They're all 500 or or more students. So uh, really, what the house system provides is breaking it down and really providing like a small community, uh, a family of students um, in a larger, bigger community of the of the elementary schools. So uh, all kids are assigned a house at the beginning of the year. Um, and then we, we work to really build community, uh, build partnerships, um, really get kids uh, invested and involved in their school. Um, it's a great way for kids to um, meet people that they may not necessarily meet because we've got kindergartners through fifth graders and a house together. Um, it's also a real great way for some of those older kids to show some leadership. Um, and my teachers are really loving it, too, because it's fun. Um, when we get to do things that uh, teachers are excited about, um, it, it's fantastic. So uh, we're yeah, enjoying it. The demonstration, and, and we have they have it in the parochial school, some of them as well, this house system. But, you know, that way a little kindergartner will know a fifth grader. Right. They won't know every fifth grader, but they'll know a few fifth graders. It'll be like a big brother, big sister kind of program. Right. The house will stick together. I was joking because they were showing their symbols and their signs and everything. And I'm like, it's just like belonging to a gang, only a good gang. A good gang, right? Because, you know, there is. The reason gangs are so popular is kids want to belong. Mm-hmm. And so your houses have their little names. They have a little cheer maybe or a little flag, whatever they have. That makes them proud to be in that house, but you also want, of course, sportsmanship and camaraderie. But there's something nice about saying, you know, the Tigers are the best or whatever, you know. It's just a, a way to have a smaller community within a larger community. One of the great things is we really, <clears throat> kids have kids in their house, we have challenges and they receive points. Um, but we really encourage everybody to root for each other. And we've been able to see that this year. So uh, fifth graders encouraging kindergartners. Um, and then even if they're not in the house that they're in, um, it's really brought the school together, um, and uh, kids are, are encouraging each other in ways that they haven't before. So it's been really, really neat to see. You know, it's so interesting because we always seek community. That's why fraternities and sororities are so popular in college because I went from a high school class of 142 to a freshman class of 8,000, and my subsets were my job, my sorority, uh, my major in college. I mean, I had little subsets that were smaller groups that I then helped to navigate the bigger world. And uh, I think this is important social skill for kids to learn that you will sometimes just be thrust into something. You don't get to choose these people in your house. We always laugh. My sorority sisters, I was closest with the ones that were chosen for me. I had no choice who my pledge sisters were. They were all chosen with me and for me. 
And yet those are my closest friends. So these kids, they're forced together. They've got to communicate and work, and they do some service projects together. They really build camaraderie. How is this different than um, the, the habits of highly effective people and some other things that Quincy Public Schools have pioneered? Um, it's, it's not so much different from all of those things. Um, I think Ron Clark, what he did, he, he wrote a book several years ago, um, and he called it his Essential 55. And so it was his um, 55 rules for being successful. Um, and a lot of the things that like I refer to as kind of some of those soft skills, um, you know, looking at somebody in the eye when you talk to them, shaking somebody's hand when you meet them, um, using sir and please and thank you. Um, so a lot of those things aren't different than uh, PBIS or uh, what's, a, you know, highly effective um, people. So um, it's just kind of a little bit different take on it. Um, what It's new, it's exciting, and uh, sometimes that's just that new and exciting is what, Teachers get excited about. And I was going to say, yeah. the kids, everything's new and exciting to them. But after a while, teachers, I'm sure, get a little bit, uh, you know, and it's time for something new. And we do have to keep our teaching profession fresh uh, because, yes, each year it's a different class of second graders, but each year it's the same thing over and over. And so uh, keeping that fresh and keeping that wondrous. How are the new buildings working out physically? You know, when these buildings were designed and built, they were supposed to be state-of-the-art and whiz-bang and solve all our problems and, you know, have something for everyone and a place for everything. And eventually we found out that maybe the gyms were too noisy and maybe there wasn't a closet where we needed one. And so now you've been in for a while at Rooney School. Uh, how's it working out, the physical plant? Um, yeah, the, this is our sixth year at Rooney yeah. Elementary already, and that's that's hard to believe. Um, in the beginning of the first couple of years, we did realize, man, it'd be nice to have an extra outlet here or a light switch there. Um, but a lot of those things got taken care of in the first year or two. Um, the physical building is is awesome. Um, it really provides us everything that we need to give kids a world-class education in Quincy Public Schools. So uh, we're really thankful for what we have. And uh, everything is, the, the physical building is, is magnificent. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that we were able to do that and still have no tax increase. That's right. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal. The community really came together and got behind that project. And I think that, again, what have you done for me lately? But I hope that one of the things the teachers in the Quincy Public Schools do appreciate is that, you know, our community thought enough of our teachers and our students uh, to go out on a limb and build these schools because the promise was there that there would be no tax increase. And they've stuck, they've kept that promise. But I think a lot of people thought there's no way they'll keep that promise, and they still, you know, went ahead and did it. So the physical plant is working out well after six years. Yeah. We uh, at Rooney, we hosted Dr. Pettit at a regional um, school boards association meeting in November, and uh, we were able to invite, um, you know, quite a few people from uh, the region, and they were um, really amazed at the facility that we had. The, the focus was kind of on school security, um, which is, you know, important today. Um, but we heard lots of great comments about what we're doing at Quincy Public Schools when it comes to school security in our facility. You know, it's so interesting. We have created a problem because now we have, uh, you know, we don't have enough housing in Quincy. We've got jobs that can't be filled. You know, people, I think, have flocked to Quincy. They see that as a good public school system. And we have a good parochial school system, too. Absolutely, yes. And so the rising tide lifts all boats. And it's it's we're kind of a... 
a little beacon here and, and something definitely to be proud of. How do you um, feel that the morale is among the teachers and staff? And let's separate that because there are classroom teachers and they're very important, but just as important as the lunch lady, the bus driver, the custodian, uh, you know, the librarian, whatever. How is morale? Um, I think morale is high. Um, that's something that we work on every year. Um, so every building in Quincy Pope Schools in, in Illinois, we set a school improvement goal um, or, or multiple school improvement goals. And one of those school improvement goals is around the environment. Um, so increasing morale for, for staff, um, increasing belonging for students. Um, so the things like we do with Ron Clark, um, getting staff excited um, to implement something new. So, um, I mean, I think morale is really high in Quincy Public Schools and and at Rooney. What is a a challenge maybe that you see ahead? I know I hate to keep talking about COVID, but, you know, today is the four-year anniversary of the news saying something's come. It's a coronavirus. We're not quite sure what it is. But it's something new, and it's so funny to look back now at the news reports, which was just four years ago, and to realize how we knew it was, quote, something, but we didn't know what it was, and we didn't know quite how to characterize it. And so four years ago today was when they said, it is a coronavirus. It's one we haven't seen before, and we don't know what's going to be the <laughs> upshot of that. of that. Yeah. Um, you can't get back, you know, two years of your life, especially when you're a little kid like that. Are we coming out of it, though? I mean, I know that there was some real concern that there might be some three, four, five years down the road, there might still be some lag in educational, intellectual, academic development. I, I do think we have. Um, I mean, every kid is individual, obviously, but I know at Quincy Public Schools, like we've worked really hard to try to identify those gaps and identify those students that maybe need some remediation. Um, and I, I think we uh, we have come out of it for the most part. Um, we don't really talk about it much anymore. Um, we we focus on the on the current and the now. Um, but I, I think we're we're past that and uh, and and moving forward. Is one good thing that came out of it there. They knew they'd need extra special help, and now kids that need extra special help that are in kindergarten has nothing to do with COVID are getting extra special help. In other words, are we more identifying struggling students? Because we had struggling students, so we were like, hey, we got to figure out a way to help struggling students. Now, whatever they're, whatever the reason they're struggling, we've got a way to figure it out. Yeah, anytime there's anything that happens in education, like we're always looking at our policies and our procedures and how we identify students. So if, if there was a positive of the coronavirus, and um, it's, it's that we reviewed what we do and how we do things. Um, and I think we made some changes for the better uh, when it comes to instruction. And uh, we we knew what uh, good instruction looked like um, and, and the importance of that. And I think during the coronavirus, like that was really um, one of the key important things that we realized was the importance of good quality educators, good quality classroom instruction. And you can't uh, you can't duplicate that outside of the classroom. So. And the parents found out that their little angel was sometimes recalcitrant when it came time to do their homework. What is a challenge that's facing Rooney School? Um, we do struggle with some with student attendance um, is is one of the things that we struggle with. Why? Um, we have a public busing system. I mean, why is it so hard to get kids to come to school? 
Well, sometimes it's it's that belonging that we talk about, uh, making sure that kids feel valued and feel a part of the elementary school. And not only the kids, the parents, too, as well. Um, because it's not a neighborhood school? Um, is it a problem in all the elementary schools, or is it a particular problem in Rooney? I think it's a, I think it's an issue throughout the district and throughout the state. Um, you know, since since the coronavirus, what we've had to do is we've had to, like, sell a little bit more of what we're doing of why it's important for students to come to school because some students didn't go to school for a while. Um, and so um, we've really had to work hard on this is why school is important. This is why we want you here. Um, this is why you want to come to school. Um, we've made some strides in that, but we do, do, do still struggle with uh, some chronic absentees. There always seems to be that is always the struggle. I know when Mike Trope was on the school board before he was the mayor, uh, there was a special program where they would literally go out and go to people's homes. And why aren't you in school today? Is is it because you're staying home with a sick grandmother? Is it because you don't have clothing to wear? I mean, they're really social work in a sense. So kids aren't coming to school, obviously, at your age group. The reason kids aren't coming to school is because parents aren't enforcing them coming to school. It's really a parental problem more than a kid problem, isn't it? So we, we do have uh, staff, um, a social, um, social-emotional staff, my SSFLs at, at Rooney work really hard to work with parents to try to identify, like, what are the barriers. Uh, sometimes it's transportation. Sometimes it's, um, you know, they need their older siblings to watch their younger siblings if they're going to a job or something like that. Um, and so we try to identify those barriers and help them overcome them. Um, kids want to be at school. Um, kids want that belonging. Um, so we just really work closely with parents to try to overcome those barriers. And uh, we've got some real f- good folks at Rooney Elementary that are working hard to do that. On the flip side, and then we'll take a break, Roy Webb always used to say to me he hated to call school because on a day like today, child may not get breakfast, child may not get lunch, child may be left unsupervised. We don't really fully comprehend the pressure that is on especially single mothers to show up and do their job today. And they don't care that they canceled school and you can't find a babysitter. You're expected to show up. Uh, we, 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 of course, when you're running a business, you have to have somebody show up. Absolutely. We're laughing today because half of our staff isn't here. You know, I mean, I'm here because I have to be here. The other people, I think they should be here. That's my personal opinion. I don't think you should take a snow day when you work at a radio station. I mean, (laughs) but that's just my personal opinion. I'm losing, by the way. See this old gray hair of mine? (laughs) Uh, This, when I was, uh, when I was 24 on a day like today, I walked to work one day. I mean, there was no, my car's in a ditch or I'm afraid to go out. It's dangerous. I mean, we, so times have changed. But, um, you know, it, there's an intrigue about it that, um, well, I guess I'll just leave it at that. There's just a lot of problems with people doing the right thing. But then there's also problems with adults who have a lot of pressure on them to pay the rent and don't maybe get the social help they need. You know, the kids get the help at school, but where's the help for maybe mom? Right. Yeah, and that's a problem. And people always say the schools are too involved in people's lives. And you're probably thinking, Jason Fink, 90% of the time that may be true, but 10% of the time I wish we could be more involved because we really need to get these kids in school. We've got to head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative, see what's happening amidst all this snowfall. 
This market review is brought to you by Rex Battery. We're back, Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Jason Fink came in on his day off. Yes, he's got a snow day. He could have just said, I'm not going down and be on the Mary Griffith Show and talk about Rooney School, but he's the principal, and he is a fine representation of the Rooney Fox. And (laughs) I love these little mascots that each school has, and all their little little school pride is so important and so critical. Let's talk today uh, to grandparents and parents who may get a chance to be listening that they're usually not listening when somebody from the public school system is on. Um, A parent... Uh, uh, a grandparent, somebody who has influence over a young person's life, what's the most important thing that they can do to help them be successful in school? And I imagine it starts with respect your teacher, respect the education process, even if you don't always agree with it or sometimes your teacher may make it make a mistake and accuse you of talking out of turn when it was your buddy or whatever. Yeah, that, that respect. But I, I will say just uh, be involved as much as you can. Uh, the more that parents are involved in their grandchild or their son or daughter's education or grandparents are involved in their grandchildren's education, um, that's really what we see that helps students be successful. So um, we try to do a lot to invite parents into the building, having activities, um, parent-teacher conferences. Is it hard because they're not neighborhood schools? Like Rooney School is way out on Columbus Road, right? Am I correct? correct yes. Okay. So, like, but you have kids that probably live down at Second and Sycamore that go to school there, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you get parents involved if they don't have a way to get there? Well, with with social media, uh, with some of our apps, um, and just being in good communication uh, with your teacher um, is an excellent way to be involved. And then, when you can um, join those activities at school. Um, we've really worked hard over the last few years to try to bring things to parents, bring things to uh, grandparents that they, they find valuable and enjoyable. Um, and that helps students be successful when everybody in the family um, is involved and, and value that education. It is so critically important to give kids, I mean, we don't want to give them all a participation ribbon, and you're all so wonderful. You do have to sometimes suck it up, buttercup, and try a little bit harder. But there is something to be said for recognizing success. You know, if, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, I deal a lot with second graders, and when little kids said to me, but I'll never be as good as him. I said, not in this, not in math, not this year. But that doesn't mean you'll never be as good as him. You might be better than him in fifth grade, and you're better than him in other things. You have to find your lane. You have to be able to drive in all lanes. It's an eight-lane highway out there when you're in grade school. you got to learn all those subjects. But that's part of the problem is kids compare themselves to children that are better than them, and in almost every subject except one, somebody else will be better than you, and then you'll have your one shining moment. You know, is it hard to get kids to understand that you can't be good at everything? Well, we, that's one of the things that we we learned from going to Ron Clark, and he was really um, as a mainstay is is teach to the top, don't lower the bar, keep the keep the bar set really high, and then push kids and support kids to achieve that. Um, so. We try to do that. We do celebrate successes. We celebrate successes with students with 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 great attendance. Um, every month we celebrate students with a leadership award at Rooney Elementary, um, and show kids that uh, you want to achieve to be high standard. You want to achieve to to set that 
meet that high bar. Um, and then we, we try to support kids to, to achieve that. So um, we do a lot of work around helping kids be the best that they can be. Well, I'm going to give you an early dismissal. How's that? We've got oh. a lot of things we've got to talk about with cancellations and stuff. So thank you so much for showing up and coming in. Please be safe. You're more than welcome. I would just I feel terrible if you got in a car accident today coming down to be on the Mary Griffith Show. Trust me, I will make sure the president of the school board and our superintendent know that you are their MVP for today out here in the snow while everybody else is sitting back cushy Happy and to be warm. Here, Thank you so much. Uh, Jason Fink, the principal at Rooney School. We've got a great song to play for you, and then we'll come back and, and share some more wonderful it's finally we've got some good snowfall so let's have some great snowfall music